The CEO of a Fortune 100 company stood on the stage, behind a lectern and in front of a large digital display panel. On the panel were the words, Thank you, along with the logo of their Platinum Award. The event was part of an incentive trip for the top salespeople in the corporation, and it was being held on the island of St. Martin in the Caribbean. Only the top 1% of salespeople had been invited. The audience of several hundred people was attending this very special corporate meeting. They looked very festive in their Hawaiian print shirts, swimsuit cover-ups, and flip-flops. The CEO said, As you know, this trip is not about work, but reward. Today we officially announce the top ten sales reps of our entire company. As the CEO then announced the reps, one by one, he began with number ten, and counted his way down, generally adding a comment that went something like this. Ben Smith, of the Southeast region, who has the account with company ABC, which grew X percent over last year to a total of X thousands of dollars. This general statement accompanied the introduction of the reps numbers 10 to 5. When the CEO reached the rep in position number 4, he said, Barry Ozturk from the South Central region, whose account with ABC, and then he flipped over the page in front of him to keep reading, DEF, GHI, JKL companies. He paused with amazement in his voice. He continued, Wow, Barry produced X percentage increase this year and did so without a primary account. Most reps who reach the platinum award level in this company have only one big account. Barry had reached the number four spot by hustling among several small and medium-sized accounts, which is significantly harder and very rare. I made a presentation to this conference right before this awards event and was listening to the CEO from backstage. After I heard the presentation, I tracked down Barry and arranged to have breakfast with him the next morning. My main question to Barry was, how did you do it? He said, Andy, by nine o'clock every morning, most of my peers are sitting at their desks finishing their read of the morning paper. By nine o'clock, I've already met with two to three new prospects. I've exercised, eaten a healthy breakfast, and had coffee with my wife. He continued, I'm not trying to say that my co-workers are lazy. They are not. I know many are working past eight o'clock on most work nights. I just don't think that is the most productive way to live and it is certainly not the way I choose to live. I could see how such a fixed routine might work for a person who goes into a main office every day, but that was not the case with Barry. He told me, My days are always different. Some are in the office. Sometimes I am traveling or meeting with people. Other days are spent doing paperwork. But I have very consistent patterns. Barry's pattern goes like this. He wakes up early, walks to the opposite side of the room to the table where his alarm clock sits. He flips the alarm off, no snoozing. He walks into his closet and puts on exercise clothes that he has laid out the night before. He goes immediately to the gym, the treadmill in his home, or jogs outside for 30 minutes. He cools off after his exercise, has a mug of coffee from his programmable coffee maker, which was preset the night before and sits down to eat a breakfast that he has also laid out the night before. 
He eats while reading the newspaper or a business journal. He showers, spends a few minutes with his wife and children, and then heads out the door. His first two meetings or activities were scheduled the day before. After those meetings, he usually swings by the home office about mid-morning and checks messages or attends meetings that set in motion appointments for the remainder of the day. Barry's patterns are highly predictable, and over the months and now years, those patterns have had measurable results in his life. His patterns have produced progress that he can feel and see, and much of that progress happens even before his peers have finished reading the morning paper.